this is another edition of the uh, Boilers Extra Podcast uh, here on JC Online through SoundCloud. Uh, Mike Carmen uh, driving back uh, after the Purdue men's basketball team uh, won its exhibition game, uh, 88 to 59, over uh, Southern Indiana. Uh, relatively easy victory, as, as most exhibition games are, uh, playing a, an outmanned opponent uh, at. Uh, uh, you know, at this stage for a, for a Big Ten program, and uh, uh, and that's that's kind of what it was uh, for for most of the game. Um, you, you know, Purdue was up big in the first half and kind of coasted uh, in in the in the second half as uh, Matt Painter, you know, looked at uh, some different combinations and uh, trying to get uh, certain players to to play with other players and just kind of see how all that looks, and then they go back and look at film and make uh, make their adjustments and their determinations uh, uh, from there but you know the first half uh, and in particular the first 10 to 12 minutes uh, was pretty impressive basketball uh, by the Boilermakers uh, really sharp passing on the perimeter uh, the open looks were there and it also helps when you hit the shots you know and I think that's you know that's that's a very important factor to look at there but Purdue seemed uh, pretty crisp, uh, as I mentioned. Their pa- I thought their passing on the perimeter in the first half was uh, was really really solid. Uh, you know, we'll talk about trying to get the ball in the post uh, in a little bit, but you know they defended well. They rebounded. They out rebounded the team like they should have. Uh, they were able to get out in transition. They were able to um, get in the fast break game. Uh, and then, you know, just find the open shooters. You know, Southern Indiana just couldn't match up uh, physically with Purdue uh, inside, and they couldn't match up with them athletically uh, on the perimeter. Uh, and, and, you know, Purdue did what it had to do in this game, uh, get a lot of people to play, but also get good production from its main players and players that are going to have to take on a different role this year, like Aaron Wheeler. Finished with 17 points, hit all four three-pointers. Uh, was was active, took his shots when 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 they were there. Didn't force uh, a lot of a lot of stuff. Probably didn't force much at all. Uh, when you get around, get right down to it, you know, Matt Harms was active around the basket. Went to the free throw line, I believe, seven times. Uh, I don't have the stat sheet in front of me because I'm driving, and uh, I don't want to be too distracted. Uh, but I, I believe he was six or seven from the foul line, and uh, you know Purdue's intent offensively this year is to play inside out. Uh, they did that. Um, they did that enough tonight. You know they're, they're going to have to do it more when once they start facing better competition, and uh, you know, and obviously when they get in in the Big Ten, you know, the, you know that that's going to have to happen. Happen, but you know they did it enough tonight to to be effective, and then Travion Williams. Um, you know, had a good night around the basket. Um, you know, they're going to need more minutes out of him as this season goes on. And, you know, none of this stuff is really a surprise. And no one's keeping it a secret uh, that, you know, they, there's some, some bigger roles to fill this year now that uh, Purdue has lost, you know, Carson Edwards, Ryan Klein, and Grady Eifert. Uh, you know, the sophomore class has to step up and uh, play longer and play more efficient. For for Purdue to have some success, but if you, you know, if if this team somehow can uh, play the way it played to start the game, 
you know they had 18 points before five minutes had expired and you know and that's that's really good offense but it's also you know solid on the defensive end as far as you know making stops and then getting the ball out and getting some maybe some easy baskets but you know some of those some of those points came from three you know I, you know I, I can think of at least three three pointers in the in that first stretch there so Purdue wasn't just solely shooting layups but if they could if they can have some more spurts like that throughout the year against really good teams um, you know I, you know the upside's there for this for this club it really is now as the competition gets better uh, and teams scout you more uh, those things tend uh, to level out uh, through the course of a season but you know I, I thought tonight Purdue showed um, a lot of promise of what it could be uh, throughout this season and again you're not going to do it every game and it, it becomes tougher to do it every game but Based on what we were told about the scrimmage against Providence and looking at the box score, uh, that game was probably more of a grind than anything else. Purdue didn't shoot well. Um, it probably let Providence's physicality bother it a little bit more. You know, Southern Indiana did not put up a lot of defensive pressure tonight, and when they when they tried, they were outmanned and just just couldn't do it. I mean, things at times looked really easy for Purdue, and you know, and again, that's what exhibition games kind of kind of showcase. Um, but you know, I, I do think there's some there's some things here because you're because you are asking players to play in some different roles and play it do it for a longer period of time. You know, I, I think this is a little bit of a confidence builder uh, for this team. But I also think they understand and they have a coach who clearly understands the level of competition that they will start to face uh, when the real season begins next Wednesday against Green Bay. And then you have Texas after that and so on and so forth. But, you know, maybe maybe this young group or maybe this group of, of guys who, um, you know, didn't perform well against Providence just needed a little bit of a confidence boost and to be able to do some things to, to kind of push themselves forward um, and and they played like it they you know they they had some fun uh, you know as I said you know I thought the ball movement was exceptional on the perimeter uh, but the problems came when Purdue tried to feed the post and it, it just had it had all sorts of issues uh, you know trying to to, to make the right pass from the right angle and you know all this stuff will get bro- broken down on film uh, and, you know and I fully expect Purdue will get better uh, at that area uh, and you, they need to get better at that area because those you know you want to feed Matt Harms you want to feed Travion Williams and you know you even want to f- feed Aaron Wheeler when uh, when he's down there at the four uh, so you know it, it's something that will be uh, worked on before before the first game. I, I wouldn't expect it to, to completely go away. Uh, you know, it's going to take time. Uh, it just takes experience playing with one another to kind of to kind of get that thing uh, getting that straightened out. But you know, and to be honest, that's probably from the first half the only true negative uh, from this game was just trying to get the ball inside and how Purdue went about it. Um, 
and the struggles that they had with it. Now, you, you can look at the second half. Things died off a little bit. The energy wasn't there. You're up by 33. Uh, Purdue didn't start out the second half with the same defensive intensity that it, it did to start the game. So a lot of the things are understandable, but there are things that Painter's going to bring up because you, you just you can't you can't fall into that mode where one half of, of great energy and not a second half of not so great energy and um, and, and that that'll get straightened out in my in my mind I, I don't think that uh, uh, something like that will linger especially when you get in a uh, in a close close game uh, situation uh, just coming up on a couple cars it seemed to be stalled a little bit or maybe somebody ran into that guardrail guardrail but everyone looks fine uh so hope all's well back there uh anyway as we continue on our uh our, our discussion of uh the the exhibition game but you know I, I, enough good things happen tonight and they always do in these games uh to to lead to to, to lead you down a path that uh you know produce probably going to be okay uh this year uh when you when you start looking at big picture stuff uh, you know the the rotation will uh, we'll get set at some point, you know, and we'll figure, you know, Painter will figure out if he's going to redshirt one of the freshmen, uh, if, if at all, uh, you know, from their standpoint, I think all of them scored, uh, tonight. Uh, and then I think Mason Gillis had six rebounds. Uh, that, that'll be an important stat that, that, that the coaching staff, uh, will look at. Um, but you can see with, uh, with these freshmen, especially Isaiah Thompson, Kind of the speed and the the change of pace that he can give uh, that he can give a team. Um, you know, he played fast. He got a little bit more comfortable in the second half. You know, again, granted the game was was already decided, and um, you know there were there were some going through the motion things from from the other team. But you know, he played with a, a level of uh, of quickness and speed that really, you know, that that should be that should uh, help this team. Uh, as he comes off the bench, and you know the other thing that uh, you know, I guess uh, I need to mention, and, and it's important, you know, important. What happened is that Purdue didn't have No. Joe Eastern tonight. Uh, he's dealing with a foot issue, and he's scheduled to be back for the opener uh, coming up on Wednesday against Green Bay. Uh, but how, you know, now that he now that he'll be inserted back in the lineup. How much does this raise the level of play uh, for this team? And if you insert him to what happened in the first half tonight, how much better uh, will it be or could have been tonight with him running the show and then what he does on the defensive end uh, as far as getting after people? And uh, so, you know, you still didn't have a, your, your, full, your, full, your full piece uh, your full team out there tonight. Uh, so, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Eastern's back on, on Wednesday and then, uh, you can, you can get another idea of where, uh, where this team is at and, you know, what it, what it could possibly do, uh, as as you get through the non-conference, uh, season and just trying to figure out, you know, who works well with whom and, uh, who can come off the bench and help you. Uh, I kind of interrupted myself to talk about Eastern, but the the other freshman, Brandon Newman, uh, you know, got more comfortable as the game went on, I thought. Uh, You know, he was out there trying to find his shot uh, in the second half. 
uh, and you know it didn't you know there there's they'll be better uh, but and then you, you talk about uh, Gillis's rebounds and the fact that he he hit the boards hard uh, is a positive uh, for him and in, in where he's at uh, right now so um, you know all in all an exhibition game a win uh, you know everybody got to play uh, you know everybody should feel good coming out of the game but painter will find find enough to work on the next few days in practice to get him ready for Green Bay and and we'll see what happens there you know the competition will increase the intensity is going to be uh, harder to deal with um, you know Eric Hunter is one that wasn't happy with his performance uh, in the scrimmage um, and kind of took it personally and you know came out and had a better game today uh, seemed to, to be more uh, engaged uh, at both ends of the floor uh, he's got a sweet little pull-up jumper doesn't doesn't he yeah uh, he probably needs to do that a little bit more but uh, I mean, here's a guy that's going to play the one the two maybe the three at times uh, depending on uh, uh, the the lineup and the the foul situation and uh, stuff like that so again uh, exhibition game it's over the real season starts uh, Wednesday um, against Green Bay uh, at Mackey Arena uh, we'll be back after the football game on Saturday or I guess later today since it technically is Saturday so that gives you an idea what time it is when I, while I'm doing this uh, as Purdue is going to face Nebraska uh, an important game for the Huskers probably more important for for Nebraska than it is Purdue uh, although Purdue is still bowl eligible or can get bowl eligible if they win its last four. Uh, Nebraska really needs this win because of who they have left on the schedule. Uh, you're looking at Wisconsin, Iowa, and Maryland. You know, I, you know, I think they can beat Maryland. I don't know if they, I don't think they can beat Wisconsin. Uh, and I'm not sure they can beat Iowa. So this becomes a, um, a really important game for Nebraska, and I'm curious if they come out and play with a sense of urgency, uh, like like they should. And you know, Purdue still hanging on to uh, the slim hopes of a of a potential bowl game. Uh, they just need to play better than what they did last week. They won't have the rain to deal with um, and things like that. Um, you probably won't see Rondell Moore. Uh, there'll be some other guys that uh, Jeff Prom. Uh, didn't really talk about from an injury standpoint, but are going to be uh, probably game time decisions uh, as we get closer to to kickoff. I'm stopping and getting my mail, by the way, and uh, a lot of a lot of cell papers in there. Uh, that envelope's really back there. Uh, but uh, uh, but the, there'll be some some game time decisions that uh, will have to be made. I think um, you know one of those is probably Derek Barnes. Uh, defensive end uh, had some, uh, you know, had a, had an injury earlier this week, but uh, you know, I think he's going to try to to give it a go at least uh, in warmups and then uh, go from there. And there's there'll be some other guys that'll probably be out uh, or and won't play. And I, I, as I said, I think I said I don't think uh, I don't think you'll see Rondell Moore uh, coming up this week uh, for uh, it's you know that'll be. You know he hasn't played since, since uh, September 28th, but uh, I would I'd be surprised if he's out there. I don't I don't I don't think he'll be out there. But anyway, we'll be back after the football game to to wrap it up for you. Uh, appreciate you listening. Uh, subscribe to the podcast and all the 
the, uh, the normal ways. And uh, again, thanks for listening and, uh, uh, and, and enjoy, enjoy your day as you get ready for the, the football game.